The following podcast contains coarse language, adult themes, and some very unexpected political events. I cannot predict how long it will take the ICAC to complete this investigation, let alone deliver a report in circumstances where I was first called to give evidence at a public hearing nearly 12 months ago. Therefore, it pains me to announce that I have no option but to resign from the office of Premier. But many of those on the right, like Republican Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida, are crying tyranny and still looking for any excuse to rail against COVID safety measures. The army could be driving commercial tankers by the end of this week to ease supply problems at petrol stations. Another difficult day here, 15 more deaths, our equal worst day of the pandemic so far, although case numbers are still remaining steady and thankfully below the 1,000 mark. A total of... Uh, um, Anti-vaccine misinformation um, has always really thrived on YouTube. In order to allow the new leader and government a fresh start, I'll also resign from the New South Wales Parliament once I've consulted the Electoral Commission on appropriate timing for a by-election given the COVID restrictions. YouTube says it has had enough of vaccine misinformation on its site. Well, the company is taking down anti-vaccine videos and banning major accounts because it says it needs to, quote, remove egregious, harmful Total content. Of, uh, 864 cases with 1,055 people admitted to hospital and 210 moving into intensive care. My resignation as Premier could not occur at a worse time, but the timing is completely outside of my control as the ICAC has chosen to take this action during the most challenging weeks and the most challenging times in the state's history. Uh, really for over a decade, anti-vaccine creators have um, moved there after traditional media decided to no longer cover them. DeSantis, whose state has suffered one of the most brutal outbreaks in the U.S., has recently found a new boogeyman to scare Americans away from trying to keep themselves healthy and alive. And I have to say, this one took me a little by surprise. The government has approved the training of army personnel to use fuel company tankers to take place over the next three days. Resigning at this time is against every instinct in my being and something which I do not want to do. I love my job and I love serving the community but I have been given no option following the statement that's been issued today. Of those 15 deaths, eight women and seven men, nine were unvaccinated. And the content was actually so rampant that uh, pro-vaccine advocacy organizations, they were actually forced off the platform. I do not want to be a distraction from what should be the focus of the state government during this pandemic, which is the well-being of our citizens. It always has been and always will be. We've steadily seen false claims about the coronavirus vaccines spill over into misinformation about vaccines in general. As confronting as those numbers are, they're still well below the forecast predictions from the government, though we still have some weeks to go before the expected peak. Listen, um, banning all anti-vaccine content, it's not going to be easy. 63,000 Aussies with friends and families and lives and dreams, just like you and me, folks who are alive today, walking around right now, who would not be if they lived in Florida? Who would be dead? We've seen a small gathering of silent protesters, groups of industry workers, including frontliners who are opposed to mandatory vaccines, called the MMA to MV. Hey, 
minister say that we need to take down, you know, the big disinformation agents. But um, a lot of this smaller anti-vaccine misinformation is still there. At times we all stumble, we pick ourselves up, we dust ourselves off and start again stronger and wiser than before. Hello and welcome to the ISOcast, your favourite isolation advice podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Cullen. Well, I feel like I say this every episode, but holy dooly, what a wild-ass week, especially in New South Wales. Gladys, as you heard, has resigned as Premier of the State, which is massive. She's the third Premier to resign from her post in New South Wales due to corruption issues, furthering my old man's point that New South Wales has been corrupt since the Rum Corps. Unsure about the Rum Corps? Have a gurgle. Anyway... <laughs> Just to add a bit of spice to this already spicy cocktail, we also had a freaking tornado in the back of Burke, case numbers on the decline, a rapidly approaching Freedom Day, Victoria in a Delta death roll, and a possible US government shutdown. It is all bloody happening, folks. In the midst of all this wild shit, I thought I'd speak to an old mate who I haven't caught up with in far too long, Whitney Richards. Wit is an actor, yadoi, a writer, a producer, who now works for Sydney's best independent theatre company, The Griffin. She's also a legend who spins a great yarn and loves the hell out of life. So pretty much perfect to chat to under these circumstances, right? Here's my chat with her from Friday. Hi! That noise scared the shit out of me. Did it really? <laughs> it was so loud and high-pitched. And I just had some asthma medication, which already makes my heart beat fast. <laughs> <laughs> so we, what you're saying is, in the first two minutes of this podcast, I stressed the fuck out of you. <laughs> I'm Okay. She's done it, folks. She's she's back. Whitney Richards, she's had a very stressful moment, but she's returned to life. I don't need this. Nobody needs this. Nobody needs this. Why do I do these things for Pat? That's the big question you've got to be asking yourself, Whit. No. No. Why wouldn't I do it? I have no idea what this is, but I'm doing it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is a, a really good place to be in. Pal, I haven't seen you in fucking forever. How the bloody hell are you? I'm good. <laughs> yeah, and what's happening um, in your life? Well, I live in Epping. Epping? Moved, when did you move yeah. to Epping? I moved in with my partner like a month before COVID. Holy shit. Um, what a what yeah. a great time to move in together. <laughs> well, it was like, yeah, it was it was good and bad. Yeah, no, it was really bad, actually, because I got glandular fever as well. What are you talking about, (laughs) Wit? Like, day one of COVID being in Australia, the first case, I'm pretty sure was in Epping, which is where I am, and I got really sick, sick as a dog. No, bud. And I thought I was dying. Um, (laughs) Not dramatic at all um no but if anyone ever tells you they've got glandular fever especially if they're over a certain age Mm. um take them really seriously because it does not it doesn't mess around like it comes paired with lots of really fun side effects yeah i had um, it as a teen i i was fucked up for ages actually in my year 12 year when i was supposed to be doing the TA. 
really common. And I really hate, like, when I went to the doctor, so I was, like, new to the area as well. So I didn't have, like, a solid GP. Hmm. I was just, like, anyone. Like, and it was also really scary to go outside. Um, uh, and, you know, like, the testing was, like, so new then as well, like, COVID testing. So... <laughs> Actually, like, actually, when I think back, he didn't test me. He just told me I didn't have it. (laughs) (laughs) He just, like, looked at you and went, nah, you're sweet. I'm just giving you the old eyeball. I'm just eyeballing this and going, Whitney Richards, nah, she's fine. (laughs) Well, I I think, you know, poor doctor, you know, whatever, he was, there was, there still is a lot of fear, but there was a lot of, like, not knowing what it actually was back then mm. but my neck was like this oh, weird. <laughs> so, um he knew and he told me that it was called the kissing disease and i was like like thinking back in my very vulnerable state it was like i don't know i just think you you can and i've learned like you can get it through like you know in the way that you can get like the flu or whatever like um, it's like an airborne thing. I, you know, you can get it on public transport. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I think that kissing disease crap needs to go. My, uh, I got it from my girlfriend at the time when I was 17. Yeah. And she got it from sharing a water bottle with somebody. Yeah. I mean, how would you even, yeah. Yeah. And I remember um, my housemate thought that I'd given it to her, but I actually think she gave it to me. Not because we were kissing. I mean, we lived together, so there's, you know, all that sharing of things. I mean, you got to smooch your housemates in the morning. That's my big rule. I just see a housemate, give them a smooch. That's that's how I roll. I mean, it's it's Vanessa, so like our mutual friend Vanessa, who is. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She'd love that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, actually, like this lockdown, I've been like. Oh my god, so good! Like I can go for walks. Like I didn't have that luxury last time because right. I'm so you were so, so f- sick. You were naked, I like yeah. yeah, and like when I saw it, yeah, when I saw everybody started seeing everybody again the first time, like because there had been so much shit going on in the world, nobody really cared that I'd had glandular fever. <laughs> 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 I didn't get the due like sympathy, but I also didn't ha- really have much FOMO because nobody was doing anything. So sure. yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, wow. I um, the last time I saw you in person, mm-hmm. can you think about when that was? Wasn't it Schenken? Did I see you at Schenken? It was. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was like the Shania Choir crew were in town. Yes. Uh, Lots of Melbourne friends were here um, and I was having brunch with a couple of them in Schenken in Urco. Yeah. And you walked past with like a a semi-new partner maybe? Yeah, Polly was pretty new at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yep, still together. That's good. I always put my foot in that. No, no, you did Um, so well with it. Great. Um, (laughs) I'm always like, how's it going? And they're like, "Um, they fucking cheated on me for three years and I didn't know about it. Thanks for bringing it up. Um, Anyway, that didn't happen. I'm so glad that you're still happy and I still managed to somehow put my foot in it. Um, But you guys were both like, that was the first interaction where you were both like, oh, no, we're not touching. Like you didn't. I, and I can't remember if it was right, like a, yeah. if it was like a joke or not. Um, but I was like, ah, oh. like 
yeah, you know how like fucking um, mm, pervasive that's become. Yeah, it, like it was so strange at mm. first, um, but I I cl- like clocked that as like the first like. Hey, how do we? Hi, do? what do we do? Do we <laughs> do, do fists, we deal with this? elbows, yeah, yeah, chins? Yeah, I think we might have done an elbow thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's tricky, dude. Actually, I didn't add this week, Wit, if you can believe that. I shot an ad for a homewares brand, and it was wild <laughs> for a, a number of reasons. Um, one, it was like, this is the most peak New South Wales thing in the fucking world, that okay. even in, like, you know, lockdown, people have, can't get out of their houses in Western Sydney, and here I am fucking shooting an ad. Um which, I would absolutely believe that. Right, like, right. <laughs> like the number of stuff that's been shooting. on In a lockdown, and, honestly. Yeah, I'm still grateful for it, though. Yeah, me too. <laughs> this is the thing. Selfishly. And um, everybody on set was like, stoked to be here. This is weird. Stoked to be here, though. Like, yeah. stoked to have a gig. And yeah. everyone's now really comfortable with that. Like, nobody tries to shake your hand. Nobody tries to touch you at all. Um, where, like, you know... Previously, you shake hands with directors or you might give somebody a little cuddle somewhere. Now it's all just fists and elbows and it's amazing in the course of a year that that's become yeah. so common. Yeah, know? look, I would say um, because I live and breathe theatre that, like, theatre people are... <laughs> they don't really give a shit about touching... <laughs> like, they're, like, going in for a tongue the first time. Like, there we are back at smooching. But, like... Like I remember organizing a. It was a film shoot because we, you know, you can shoot, you can shoot things on like, um, like skeleton crew, mm. and so we were doing like a shoot at at Griffin. We were doing a shoot in place of being able to do a live event. So it was like maybe ten people in a room, and we'd like worked really hard. You know, first COVID safe plan you make, you're like, what? And now it's just become so. You know, it's just ingrained. It's part of what you we do now. Um, but we were like, okay, we're not going to do this, and we're going to do this, and da da da, and that goes there, and da da da, and then like actors just came in and like, <laughs> yeah, actors love them. I am one, you are one, but like immediately like, started God. smooching each other, just licking each other's faces, yeah, breathing all over each other, jumping over stuff, not signing in on things. Like it's beautiful. The love is beautiful, but like. <laughs> Yeah, back up. <laughs> Just rein it in, please, for a couple of hours. Um, wait, how's it been working at Griffin, dude? What a, what a huge life change for you. It must have been really exciting and challenging and joyful and weird. Yeah. So it's like been two and three quarter years. <laughs> um, I'm like a 10-year-old who counts like exactly how many months. <laughs> um and like it's been a huge roller coaster. Like I had never worked. <laughs> I had never really used a computer before. <laughs> um, what What do you mean you, you never really like, used a computer? Okay, so if you are a, a, like a performer, or like yeah. you work front of house, or you do. You but know, like, you'd like written stuff. plays, you'd written shows, you'd toured yeah, stuff internationally. I think that that's like very simple kind of like word processing. And then, and just, you know, like I would like watch Netflix on my laptop, but I wouldn't, I'd never done anything complicated 
or like I'd never made an Excel spreadsheet. Yeah, I knew this was coming to um, Excel. I had a feeling in my bones. <laughs> but there, there comes a certain point, I think, between uh, like your late 20s or your early 30s, regardless of like what career you wanted to have in life, where you just end up having to work an Excel spreadsheet. And it's very disappointing. Um, it's just this thing that has to become part of your life. I'm the same boat, dude. I'm, I'm now an Excel okay, king. Like, color, I mean, I wouldn't say that I'm, I've mastered it by any means, but like I spent the first week like YouTubing really boring how to basically use Excel. Um, like, and like the guy next to me, like still talks about it. He's like, I was really scared <laughs> because I didn't know how to do like really simple things and I had to ask him. Um, but there's no, sh I mean, you don't want to take up too much of your colleagues' time. There's no shame in asking for help or even if you ask uh, Google help, which I do a lot still. Got it. Um, but I've become like a bit of a badass, I think, um, in my job. Yeah, like I've like expanded all of the programs that I work on and I like the lockdowns have really, I mean, I've had, I've had three different bosses. I've also overseen like two different artistic directors. And oh, so like shit. I've experienced like lots of different versions of my job. Um, and, you know, when there is a change of like power, <laughs> they don't really know what your job is. So you, it's like an opportunity to be like, it's this. <laughs> this is what Whitney does. Whitney is. <laughs> Whitney's and like during, yeah, during lockdown, they're like so busy dealing with crises that mm. um, I've been able to just go like, I'm going to do this. <laughs> I'm just going to um, work on this play that I'm writing, which is going to be part oh, for Griffin. Or... No, I mean, I've, I've, re I've realized that I'm, I'm really interested in like, um, I don't know if it's called like community engagement or like, I guess like making, cause like theater and like arts industries can be really like snobby or, you know, seem like quite impenetrable. So I try to kind of make it as warm and like open as possible. And accessible. Um, yeah. Mm. So, um, yeah, I've like worked on all of our community performances and like getting new people through the door. And um, like I literally, the, today I just finished um, our final. So um, I run like our youth program, um, and which we which usually means that they just come year, years 11, uh, uh, no, 10, 11, 12, they come and see like all of our main stage shows and then we do a bit of a Q&A afterwards. And we do, we throw them, throw them a couple of workshops throughout the year. Um, but the main thing that we give them is like access to a full season of work and, you know, we don't edit it or anything. So it's like, um, you full, know, punchy, new, yeah, independent, yeah. griffin, new, edgy new, bullshit. New and sometimes nude. Um, All right. <laughs> That's what I'm talking um, about. But they're really cool. Like, I'll, yeah. So, uh, school holidays. So they've only been able to see one show this year, which did blow their mind, but, I was like, let's do a bunch of online workshops. Um, and we did like a four week playwriting workshop. And, cool. and like it, it became like after leading up to like week three, I was like me and the tutor, who's like a colleague friend, we were like, this is actually helping us as much as it's helping them. <laughs> um, yeah. 
Yeah. Why was it so helpful then? Do you reckon? I mean, it's that thing, right? If you're like feeling depressed, you know, go and do something in the community, like go and like help someone. Mm. And I, I don't know what's that, what button that's pressing, but it's like, it gives you a bigger like sense of the world and it kind of gets you out of your, your own head. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, it's that acting thing of like putting your intention onto the other person when you get trapped into your own brain that you get trapped into a big anxiety well and you fall into it and you die but if you start putting your attention on what's outside of you then that can actually be bring you energy and life and community and joy yeah Yeah, I may have like cried with like good feelings (laughs) (laughs) like just like telling everybody at the staff meeting yesterday like yeah, so tomorrow is the last one. <laughs> That's wonderful, though. Um, and how did they respond? Yeah. How was it for the for the studentes? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's part of why it's like, oh, yeah, so we did playwriting. And then I was like, you know what? We're going to do more because they just loved it. But I was like, you know, playwriting's you know, kind of a narrow thing and some of them want to be actors and shit like that. So we did, like, a voice and text workshop. We did costume design workshop oh what cool stage management at which like i was so glad that so many of them turned up to that one because i was like stage manager is king Mm. like bow down you have to know what they do and you have to like respect that role um and i've been very like i want to see any of you in five years out there being assholes dickheads (laughs) to stage managers and asms yeah yeah i was like there's a there's a difference between confidence and uh, arrogance. Yeah. Um, I don't want to see any of you out there like that. So, um, so we just finished today. Yeah. We, so we did five different, you know, it was sort of like a crash course in like different departments. Yeah. Um, yeah I know. Sick. I'm basically just doing what I would have lapped up as a kid. You know, that's, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's really selfish. This whole thing is completely selfish. Mate, <laughs> I am right there with you. I've been teaching a bunch at AFTT and uh, a couple of other drama schools around the place. I'm teaching at Darlow Drama as well. And mm. Darlow's um, all adults, so it's nine to fivers. They come on in, they pay for an eight-week course. And like for beginners, over the course of eight weeks, they learn a monologue. I teach them some – we do some acting games. I bloody teach them how – um, script analysis works I send them on the, give them a choice of a couple of monologues and then after eight weeks of rehearsal we put on a show and all their friends and family come and watch and yeah. they do the thing and most yeah. of the time like I feel that a lot of the other maybe some of the other teachers in it don't take it as serious well maybe not as seriously as me or give them as tougher as harder pieces as I do because I if you know if I'm going to watch a show I want to see stuff that I want to see so yeah. I'm putting, I'm giving them pieces from fucking um, the Pillow Man and bloody um, August, like uh, August Sausage County and like you know mm-hmm. plays that I like and doubt, you know it's hard stuff. But that's what that's what they're paying you for. Like they're paying you for you, and so bring you. And, yeah, yeah. And if I have always- to watch the same pieces for eight weeks, I'm gonna watch stuff that I think's good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, to put the shoe on the other foot, if that's the right saying, I always mess up sayings. But to watch someone butcher something that you like, a piece that you Worst. really love, like that must also be difficult. Yeah, yeah. I had, man, I had this one guy who was in his 80s, early 80s, and he was doing the confrontation scene in Doubt. And the other actor that he was working with is 
awesome. Um, but this bloke just could not remember a line with, and it nearly murdered me. I was sitting in the audience on the night, just like wanting to run up on stage and crash tackle a dude. So that it does come with risk, I will admit. <laughs> That's tough. <laughs> Poor thing. <laughs> yeah, poor old fella. I mean, I should have yeah. given him something easier to do, I guess. Maybe there's a flaw in my plan. But I, I think that's, you know, there's something to it in in teaching people or giving exposing people to the things that fascinate you and interest you and inspire you. It actually reminds you why you're fascinated and interested yeah. and inspired by those things. Yeah, well, we take it for granted because we do it every day. Mm. But, like, um, yeah, so, like, the production manager the other day, uh, was able to like take everybody on their computer like backstage and go like here's this tiny little dressing room like you guys never would have seen that before um and you know like to us it's just it's crap it's really crap <laughs> 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 like to get to get on stage you actually have to walk past the toilet like through the toilet um which means everyone no one can flush like during the show anyway um, <laughs> but they were like what like it's yeah, and yeah, it did. Yeah, also get me re excited to get back to theatre. Um, it's just all been stress. <laughs> yeah, and um, putting out fires, I bet with. Yeah, many many variations on different plans, but seems like the latest plan might work. I love that. Whitney, I love that for you. I love the sounds of plans working. And but that sort of brings me to my first little segment for the day, if you can believe that I have a segment. Are you excited about that? It's called Existential. First segment. Yeah. Sure. Okay, yeah. It's called Existential Dread. Existential Dread. Um, with Existential Dread works like this. Um, on a scale from 1 to 10, with 1 being um, skipping through the daisies, perfectly happy, um, oh. living the dream, through to 10 being curled up on the floor, um, foaming from the mouth. Uh, how's your existential dread today? It's so low. It's so freaking low today. Oh, what a joy, Wit. Why yeah. is your existential dread so low? Well, because I had my little end of, you know, school holiday workshop wrap up like we previously mentioned. So, You're free, yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful for... Um, yeah, I'm hopeful for the future. And I'm also like currently looking through schedules for 2021 and 2022, um, which is full of exciting things. So, um, and I'm like reading a play with a friend on the weekend and I've been doing um, <clears throat> hot tub time machine at home. Um, <laughs> yeah, I started DJing uh, when I started going to raves, which is like in 2000, 2001, and I just really, I, I was intrigued by DJing. I wanted to know what they do. Uh, so I bought some decks and then I DJed for like um, five or six years, kind of mainly in my bedroom. But then I decided um, I wanted to make a show. I wanted to make something that was different to what other DJs were doing. I wanted to make something that was uh, fun and silly and didn't take itself too seriously. So uh, I made Hot Dub Time Machine. <laughs> what is Hot Dub Time Machine mean for the uninitiated? Oh, wait, do you know and you're just asking? I've heard of it, but I, don't, okay, I couldn't so, place it. Yeah, okay. My gift to you. <laughs> so Hot Dub Time Machine uh, is basically a DJ, uh, Tom Lowndes. Mm-hmm. Lowndes? I've never said it out loud before. Um, I've been to two live, and the first one I went to <clears throat> was during uh, Fringe World in Perth, 
I don't know, five, six years, five years ago. I don't know what is time right now. Um, and it was on a rooftop. So, cool. yeah. And, you know, the weather was like balmy and beautiful. I'd literally just finished a show with five other excellent people. And we were, we kind of realized in that moment that we were all dancers, like, yeah. Not like professional dancers, but like people who love to, to dance. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, that's you, Wit. And for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's how I that's how I maintain like uh, that's how I keep the existential <laughs> dread like quite low. Um just by jiggling it all around. Um <laughs> shooting it out of my fingertips. <laughs> Get away from me. Um <clears throat> which isn't to say that like I don't have my moments, but I think it's important to just yeah boogie it out. You gotta yeah you gotta go down yeah. It's so is this dude just coaster. like plays the hottest jams in town? When is that his vibe? So so back to the starts, rooftop. It starts in the nineteen fifties, and then oh. he plays like he plays like enough. I think it's like thirty seconds or a minute of like one banging track from each year from oh. the 1950s until the present day. <clears throat> and it's like, and I did another one at uh, the Enmore Theatre a couple of years ago, mm, probably more than that now. And it's like, it's, you know, I was really fit when I was doing those those first two and it's hard work. Like you have to dance the whole time. Like <laughs> you do because you know when you're like you know when you're anywhere like any kind of like wedding or whatever and you're like this is my song come and dance like this is my song like every song you're like this is my song so it's got that vibe um anyway he's been doing them hot dub at hot dub time machine at home so he's on twitch it's like he basically just does like it's free um and what I do is I zoom with a bunch of fellow boogiers and then have him on the big screen. So we're like you can I can kind of see my friends dancing in the background, but I'm mostly just like dancing around my living room. <laughs> that is so great, Wit. What an excellent way to defeat your existential dread. That is yeah. fucking rad as hell. Yeah, it's the best. It's the best. And he like zooms in like musos from Melbourne or like, you know, it's a, it's a spectacle and he's like playing like little clips and it it's a, it's yeah. I like bow down to that guy. I love him. And yeah, <laughs> if you, if you honestly, if you get a chance to see it, I'll go. Um, to, it's on tomorrow night, um, which is Saturday, the 2nd of October. I don't know when this is coming out, but just personally for yourself, I would suggest putting it on on twitch dude that sounds so rad um i i've been playing as you'd expect from me i've been playing a bunch of dungeons and dragons with my mates and the <laughs> other day we were waiting for one of the other fellows to arrive and david burrows put on um shooting star i can't remember the name of the band and we had a perfectly natural organic dance party um, over zoom with each other and oh. we all just got up in our own rooms and just like fucking cut rugs uh in our own little spots and like the endorphin release that you get from just dancing around in your in your living room by yourself yeah. is fucking massive i felt sensational afterwards. yeah 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 and it, it like this guy he does it every two weeks and like i think that's about right i think you kind of need one at least every two weeks you really need to just like 
Yeah, shake it out. How do you feel about this opening up situation, Wit? What's your vibe on it? Well, at first I was like, it's too soon, we're not ready. <laughs> I was feeling like that too. Um, and like, and I, I just like couldn't deal with everyone being like, yeah, because like it didn't make any sense because the numbers were so high. Mm. Um, but then like in the last week or so, we've gone under a thousand and that felt like a milestone. Like I, that, that drop felt quite sudden. Yeah. Agree. Um, and I also, I listened to, okay. So I try not to watch or cons- you know, consume too much news. Yeah. Good plan. Uh, just doesn't help me. Um, I know a lot of other people like track those, um, you know, press those 11 AM presses like, and I just like get, you know, I couldn't, um, but I do listen to a podcast, Coronacast. Oh. Um, uh, and uh, Dr. Norman Swan is in it, um, and he's interviewed by health reporter Tegan Taylor, mm-hmm. and they're both super knowledgeable. They're like 10-minute episodes, and he, they do one every day. They've done one every day for like, you know, a year and a half. Wow. And it's just like it actually – it actually – um keeps me like informed enough and like sane enough like it's not blown out of proportion it's all based on science and just like practical ways that we can keep this shit under wraps yeah um and uh and and they were saying the other day that we sydney might actually be doing like the best in the world in terms of vac- vaccination rates. So wow. we obviously got off to a really crappy start and that was not our fault, but people are turning up and like uh, they predict that we actually might get to 90% and that is like, that's like in terms of like globally, um, apparently that's that's like excellent. So. Awesome. Yeah. I so, mean, that's really and, reassuring, isn't it? Yeah, I'm kind of, and I and I'm double vaxxed as of like last week. So, hey. you know, I felt like crummy, and then I'm now I'm like shit. I am living. Your girl is ready for the <laughs> world. Ready yeah. for it. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm gonna take it easy. Yeah. Um, but because I live in this area where none of my friends live. I've not seen anyone. Like I've not. I've not. Oh, yeah, I think your five Ks wouldn't include anybody, really, would it? Literally nobody. Like we're having um, a picnic with my par- partner's parents on the weekend, and that's like the first interaction I've had with people. Um, and like they're they're great, but they're not my mates. Like yeah, dude. <laughs> um, you know, thank God for the internet. That's all I can say. Yeah, I was saying this the other week. I was saying to Chloe Parrott, actually, your friend of mine. Um, that that the internet's really become a fucking essential service, like distinctly more than the lifestyle homewares ad that I was doing the other day. It's it's a distinctly more an essential service. And like, I'm going to a picnic tomorrow, Wit. I'm going to a I'm picnic. I'm so excited for you. In Moore Park. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. go see my buds. I'm going to go see some, them. I've seen some photos from like inner west picnics. And I'm like, that looks like a music festival. <laughs> Man, I tell you what, Polly and I went down to Jubilee Park like two days ago and it was literally like being at the big day out in 1992. Like it was fucking wall to wall. There was like humans wow. and kids everywhere. And like, I actually got hella anxious. I was sitting there yeah. and staring out and being like, 
oh, fuck. Like, at that point, the vaccination rate was, like, you know, 50% or 60% or something. And I'm like, 40% of these motherfuckers aren't vaccinated, Polly. Like, keep your arms and your elbows inside the picnic rug at all times. Like, I know we want to pat these dogs, but should we pat these dogs? Um, (laughs) That was was the mighty questions. We patted the dogs and we're still alive. So, you know. Actually, just, just, you know, just have a drink. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I think, like, I've really, I've really come a long way on it as well like i think if you go Mm. back and listen three episodes back on this show you can hear me Mm. fucking losing my mind about it but it does start like i saw a number today like you saw you know that we're going to be at 80 or 90 percent really soon Mm. our numbers are coming down i feel fucking sorry for victoria poor old vic is like their cases are shooting back up again and out polly's mum and sorry polly's grandma is down in geelong and so we were planning on like nipping through geelong and then going back to wa for Christmas if Chairman Mark and the glorious West Australian Workers yeah. Republic will let us in um, but uh, I don't know if that's going to happen I think we, we might have a better shout of getting from Sydney straight across um, in that has, um, happy thing. Polly, has Polly met your family? She has she had oh. an amazing time she's been over twice um, she okay. came down yeah. to um, Margaret River and did the whole catastrophe, and she really enjoyed it. Um, Polly comes from a very small family, so spending time with my massive, ridiculous, fucking nutso family was yeah. quite exciting for her. You've just reminded me that your mum is a legend. She like, is, yeah. I met her a couple of times. This is like yonks ago now. Yeah. But, yeah, she was. She's a really lovely woman. She is. Susie Cullen is the hands down best. She's she's a legend. And um, they've been living in a rental for a number of years. Because you may remember uh, a a fair while ago now, but people broke into my house in Perth in like 2015, 14, 15, 2015, and burn it down. Um, Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude, yeah. Um, yeah, it was brutal. They went to jail. They got caught and they went to jail. But it meant that we... What? Yeah, yeah. Cottesloe. Why? Yeah. Why? Great question. Um, we think there was a bunch of them and they had a party. Um, <gasps> and they just, like, were super high and they decided to, like, take out their anger um, on our stuff. And they burned oh, our freaking house down. What? Yeah. Yeah, dude. It was the worst. It was... That's- sounds really really horrible it was fucking super traumatic um and fortunately as you can feel i'm I'm pretty good with it these days but it was very bad for a long time and off the back of that they ended up getting a rental house and they've been in that rental house ever since Um, yeah but they've just found out that their rental is going to be demolished so they had to buy a place so they (laughs) have bought a house just around the corner Mm -hmm. from where they've been renting and they're really excited about that yeah and i'm really excited for them too yeah new beginnings new beginnings the hilarious bit about it is that my mum is secretly planning on buying a whole swathe of new furniture which means that she's going to have to somehow like get old furniture out from underneath my dad who's like the biggest fucking he's not the biggest fucking hoarder but he'd be in your top 20 hoarders um so if she can <laughs> successfully get a new lounge suite in there i will tip my hat to her wit for the rest of my days i must I feel admit. like in relationships there's always like you're never an equal amount of hoarder like no. there's like one person who's like i don't know i grew up with like unstable parents so i'm not attached to anything like <laughs> <laughs> and then there's someone who's like i must 
like you never know when you could use it <laughs> and unfortunately that gene keeps popping up in my life like i've got so much random bullshit in my closet <laughs> and i keep looking at it being like I got to do something about that, but emotionally, I can't let this, you know, tailored leather jacket I got made for me, which is goes down mm. to my my ass. I can't let it go, and I really should, you know. What am I doing with it in my life? It also feels like the perfect time to do those things, but it's also just not like true. Nobody, nobody needs that. I don't know. Anytime we've tried to do something major, it's like nah, nah. forget it. Hands off. Just, just take it easy. Hey, Wit, um, what about a couple of recommendations, my friend? You already talked to me about Hot Dub Time Machine, and I love that yeah. from you. Um, mm. what, are, what other things have you been, like, reading or watching or doing which have been giving you some joy, which have been helping you bring down that existential dread, keep it at a three? So much. So much. Oh, yeah? I mean, surely everybody's watched White Lotus. You know what? You were the first person to talk about White Lotus on this podcast. We are what? The hell? Everyone, stop right now! Stop listening to this and go watch White Lotus. The goal is to disappear behind our masks as pleasant, interchangeable helpers. It's tropical kabuki. Aloha. A happy beer. We're on our honeymoon. You're such valued guests. Welcome to the White Lotus. Are they bigger? Nicole, they're fucking huge. I haven't seen him in a while. It's cancer. Swole balls. Did they biopsy your balls, Dad? Not yet. Surprise! Oh. Am I interrupting? It's, I know it don't make I mean, I think actually for some people, oh it's probably quite stress-inducing mm. um, because, yeah, it's just a lot of tension. Have you watched it? I have watched it. I had to, I had to regularly change away from watching it. I had to, like, <laughs> stop numerous times. Well, we had to stop ourselves from watching it. Like, we could have flown through the whole thing in one night, but we were like, let's pace it out. <laughs> let's give ourselves something to look forward to. Let's give ourselves yeah. a little carrot. Um, what did you love about it, Whit? I love anything about back of house. Huh. Like, do, like get yeah, like anything behind the facade, I mm. really enjoy. And I have done so much customer service and hospitality stuff that I was just like, Mwah. I mean, obviously, like I've never. It, it's a very extreme example of that. Um, and what's the name of the actor? Like er, the Kiwi guy. No, oh, I mean, he's amazing. He is amazing. And I was like what the hell where have you been you are amazing um all of that was just absolutely wild but no the um jennifer coolidge oh jennifer coolidge man what a show stealer and i've heard that like pretty much if you cast her on anything you just kind of let her do her thing and so i had a lot of joy going did someone write that or <laughs> <laughs> or did she just like decide and, to do yeah. it like the way she works with props is like she just sort of does like really unexpected things with like physical stuff yeah now you um, mention it yeah and i think she comes from like i think she's done a whole bunch of like improv stuff and i just yeah yeah I don't know. Literally the last thing I saw her in before this was fucking um, Legally Blonde. Um, oh, yeah. It's the last yeah, thing yeah. I remember her in. And mm. I was like, weirdly, that character's darkest timeline, like out of Legally Blonde. <laughs> you know what I mean? It felt like an extension. I had a similar feeling when I watched. I watched Arrested Development and then I went straight from mm. that into Ozark. And again, it felt like the darkest possible timeline <laughs> for the same character. <laughs> 
<laughs> I watched like three episodes of Ozark and I was like, this is good, but I can't deal with this right now. <laughs> Emotionally, I cannot fucking go. Yeah, that was that was a very stressful show. Um, but to kind of counteract uh, White Lotus, um, you know, we like to have some light fluffy shows that uh-huh. are quite... Got it. Um, that are also kind of uh, positive and like... Uh, like affirming so like Bake Off like British Bake Off dude I've, I've got so into Bake Off welcome to the 10 same old Bake Off this is it familiar comforting lovely you ready those magic words yes okay I'll set you up yeah okay you say it alright okay. okay on your mark bake over this so you know Noel Fielding Noel Fielding um, and uh, Matt Lucas. the latest yeah, yeah, like it's really beautiful, and and you know, like I just love shows where people can give critiques on things. And it's not a personal attack. Yeah, and I didn't try to make a shitty meringue. It just didn't work. <laughs> like the next time, the next time you need to like you need like firm peaks, okay? Firm peaks. Um, yeah, and there's this other really <laughs> <laughs> On that, just quickly, like I've yeah. watched so much Nailed It and so much Bake Off now yes. that I'm yes. really starting to wonder if I got mm. on those shows, would I be mm. able to apply all the skills that I've learned in my noodle? Like, would I remember to grease my pants? Would I fucking remember to, to do the wets, the dries in the correct order? Like, would I have the skills to make it happen because you watch the people I'm, make the same mistakes with i tell you yeah yeah i mean i'm like a hundred percent certain that sitting on the couch and watching them is so much easier than doing it in I, real life agree like, hard agree yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um there's a whole plethora of shows like in that same genre that are just like Mwah. so like um there's one about like metal makers metal shot masters i finished that yeah, last night yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. And then, have you watched the, like, blo- is it? No. Blown Away? Blown blo- Away. So good. There's Polly just watched make- that. There's a makeup one that might not be everybody's jam um, called Glow Up. Mm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And it's, like, it's a very British and, like, you know, um, you know, like, it's all about the eyebrows and... Hi, everyone. <laughs> Hands up if you're the new gal. Witness the cannot teach creativity it's stressful if this makeup came out on the stuff it would have to go back hoping i've done enough i want to be an icon in the makeup world it's a work it's like yeah it's a bit trashy but like what people can do with makeup you know i if i didn't have any idea about that um and apparently oh okay oh and then there's make (laughs) making it which is um oh i mean i think for some people it might be slightly too um whimsical but it's literally like there's a bunch of theater like set design uh set designers and props makers in there what? and um it's hosted by Susie Yousef and Harley Breen and the American version was hosted by Amy Poehler and oh, Nick Offerman yes yes so it's that vibe and basically they give them a set of ch- uh challenges to like like craft challenges amazing it's so it's so just heartwarming and just like when you get kicked out, they're like, yes, <laughs> like you know, like it's not, uh, it's it, it's not about the whatever the end journey. It's about the no, what is it? It's not about the end result. It's about the journey. Nice. We we love a reality show that focuses on journey and also yeah. like, oh, dude, I talked about this the other week too. Taskmaster, um, similar 
Oh, you're welcome. I'm writing it down. I'm Merry it Christmas, down. Wit. Go and check out Taskmaster. <laughs> it's on binge. It's ridiculously creative. They get given, oh. it's a series, the comedians, they get given ridiculous challenges that they have to do in time limits. Like uh, build a catapult out of junk in this <laughs> shed and then catapult mm. a shoe into a bathtub. Um, mm. Like it's silly stuff like that. But it's great seeing like a, watching Metal Shop Masters last night. Like I've never thought about metal art particularly no in my spoilers, life. Okay? No, no spoilers, okay? No spoilers. But <laughs> what's wonderful to see is people doing really creative stuff to a really high level that mm. you just never, like I never would have thought about doing yeah. something that way. And it's, it's a real, yeah. there's a real joy in that, I think. Well, I actually think that that, well, not sitting around watching TV, but creative creativity has been a real key to getting through this period of time. Mm-hmm. Like if I, yeah, I, I if I'm yeah, c- keeping creative has kept me sane, and I would encourage that. Like I've been t- yeah, telling that to everybody. If, what sort of stuff have you been doing with? Um, to keep yourself creative. I've been drawing. I do a bit of drawing. I like to draw animals. Um, Sick. I've been like pencil on of- paper. I do like pencil and paper and then I do like pen and then these crazy little uh, texture things that kind of give a really cool effect. Um, and I, I, I've only just transitioned. I used to do like watercolor. Like oh. I kind of do like a watercolor vibe, but it's this like really beautiful, like these beautiful colors. And like the longer you hold it on, yeah, it's like, it's kind of like working with a computer almost. Like yeah. it's, the colors are so vivid. Um, and I've been doing a bit of cross stitch. Cross stitch, uh, <laughs> Whitney. I mean, if you, you know, like there's, um, you know, there's like really boring cross stitch patterns out there, but there's like really sick ones as well. So you could pretty much get any, anything that you would like, um, in that. Um, I also think like, okay, so I have this like board, um. What, Whitney? Holy so shit. I was, I was finding that like walk um, creative. What's the third one on the list? Uh, meditate. Walk creative. Meditate. You read them out for me. What's the rest? The rest of them there. Um, uh, arms. And my friend Megan messaged me like, "What is arms?" And I was like, "Arms is arms. <laughs> like, arms is arms." <laughs> As in arm-related um, exercise. <laughs> well, I guess I made it confusing because create. Yeah. Anyway, arms is arms. Friendship. <laughs> Uh, core, like core work. Let me sit up. Oh, sit. yeah. Um, running, yoga, dance. And I don't know why, but I felt like I needed some kind of like checklist accountability situation. Um, and it's really helping. And like I look down and I go, mm, I'm feeling crummy. And if I, I'm like, oh, shit, haven't meditated all week. Or like haven't done a dance. I haven't danced all week. So I need to rectify. <laughs> <laughs> I immediately need to cut a boogie. Uh, can we put on the Marvin Gaye, please? Uh, it's boogie o'clock, folks. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I've got, like, all manner of different headphones. Oops, that just came with a whole bunch of things. My desk is a trash pile. Um, <laughs> I, I also, like, my partner is a therapist, right? So, oh, awesome. Um, like, he's doing some pretty, like, intense things in the next room that I can't hear, so these headphones like i i have to <laughs> so i have no Noise choice but is the best. Sort of, yeah rock out um at my desk so i 
don't hear anything bad. And we, do you um, have like a quota for what you're trying to hit with your list there? Or is it like a free form reward mm. system to be like, you know? It's, I like to tick off at least three things a day. Great. I think like, cause there's something in the like, the doing of the things, but there's also something in the ticking off. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, yeah. So yeah. And the top is walk, the top category. And like, I just, because, because I've been so, I, I realized like the first month, maybe six weeks, I was like, work, 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 work. I, I realized I was like, channeling everything into work to kind of distract myself I think Copy. and I just kept being like I'm so fine I'm fine I'm fine I'm fine um but I you know there were days where I wasn't leaving the house so now I have to like I'm accountable to myself with this list um creative accountability wit I think that's an awesome fucking thing yeah and I, I actually yeah I think calling people like calling friends um we sort of stopped calling people when text became a thing, but mm. like we're not seeing people. So I don't know. I feel so much better after I've picked up the phone yeah. um, to, to a good friend. So I, I think that's like. Dude, it's the whole reason why I started this podcast. This whole podcast, yeah. all of these episodes, is just <laughs> me calling people, being like, I fucking haven't spoken to this person in ages. I wonder yeah. how the fuck they are. That's, the, that's yeah. literally this whole show. And I just decided to record it because I thought my friends are great. I think that's so good because I think that friendship is probably the, the thing, like I've heard it fairly consistently that, yeah, that people's friendships have really suffered during this because yeah. people have had like massive life shit happen and it's just like, yeah. hey, what's your situation? How is now? your situation going? Are you, how, how shit are you right now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, completely. Like, it's such a weird and wild thing. And, it, and it's gone for so fucking long, too. Like, what, we're in week 14 now of of being in lockdown. And that is, I mean, for, for Sydney, that's pretty fucking unprecedented. And it's, it's remarkable that we've all kind of held up as well as we all have. Mm. Like, weirdly, I felt better this time around than last time around um well it's kind of a known entity slightly mm. i think that's sort of what got me in like maybe like midway through i was like oh it's it's not like because we had locked down but the numbers kept getting well you know we're yeah. mostly locked down and um <laughs> most of us were staying at home we did die at uh, lockdown <laughs> diet, diet lockdown no caffeine yeah yeah but and and the numbers were getting worse like i was like what this supposed to get better like it that kind of yeah that element to it kind of messed with my head for a bit and i was just like yeah that was a that was not a great time um no but with the numbers I, declining and like you having a gig and me like having a gig as well like i think the fact that we've been able to work through it mm. is like of huge note I, you know being under I was under a lot more financial stress last year. I was a lot more worried about how I was going to fucking make ends meet. Um, yeah. And this year, all of my employers have just been really kind and have just been like, oh, yeah, no, fuck, we'll just do all of our... You can just teach online, Patty. Don't worry about it. Everyone's given me heaps of work, which has been great. 
Um, yeah, I mean, we're we're both very lucky, very privileged. Massively. Like, whenever I get a bit complaining about stuff, I'm like, yeah, you got it all right. Like, I've lived a pretty unstable life. Happened to get myself in a very stable position, like or a mildly stable position, like right right before I needed it, <laughs> like really needed it. Fuck so, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, but interestingly, you know, I've been calling a few people for like little gigs or, you know, just, I don't know, something might cross my plate at Griffin about, I don't know, some other company who's like doing some kind of reading and they're like, do you guys have some good actors? And, you know, calling people and being like, hey, like assuming that they don't have anything, but people are working. Yeah. <laughs> like I think we've sort of, you know, obviously that's not the case for everybody, but um, yeah, from a lot of conversations I've had, people are finding ways. Like I think that's happen. what's really impressive about the human race the human beings we <laughs> life finds a way um wit i love that i love your i love your board i love your ticking off of things friend i'm sort of reaching the near the end of my time with you although i could talk to you all day you delightful bloody creature <laughs> um i just wanted to know if you had any last little bits and pieces that you wanted to leave the people with with anything that's been knocking around in your brain or if there's anything you wanted to talk about in promo if there's anything that you thought would be worthwhile to like leave as a, as a final thought with the humans out there that might be listening to this pod. I don't know. I think we've covered so much today. So much like, territory, Wit. So much like, territory covered. Move your body. Move call body. a friend. Yeah. Go for a run. Yes. If you're into that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> she says um, a degree of hesitation. Pass, pass on like your... I don't know, if you're in a good place, like pass that on, pass on some kindness to somebody else. Mm. Um, watch White Lotus. Watch White around. Lotus. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like, you know, when we come out of this, like just take it easy. Like my, my thing last time when we got out, I was, my whole like motto was like, I will not be rushed. I was oh. like, like on the train and like at work, I was like, nah. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do things at the pace that I would like to do them. So I, I'm interested. I, I'm gonna keep that. But I'm also interested to see what my new um, Yoda kind of stance is this time around. I mean, dude, I I respect that so hard. I I came out of lockdown last time, and the period between January and June of this year was the most hectic of my fucking life. I overcommitted myself into the ground i agreed mm. to everything i was uh -huh. so excited to be out and part of the world that i nearly completely destroyed myself um so i'm not gonna do that this time i'm yeah. gonna follow the whitney richards example i'm gonna fucking take it easy i will not be rushed i will not be rushed i will not be rushed i'm gonna do things at my own pace yeah, I think we should make that a mantra. We should put that on your whiteboard, Whitney, and give yourself a tick yeah. every day. Um, unless the hot tub time machine guy is like, raise the roof. Like, you have to raise the roof in that instance. <laughs> Which is exactly what I'll be doing tomorrow night. <laughs> Wit, have such a great time tomorrow night, dude. And, and thanks for talking to me today. It was so lovely to catch up and thanks, see your face. Pat. Yeah, really, I really loved it. Um, thanks for reaching out. Yeah. Friendship, <laughs> Whitney. Did it. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, I would love to see you in the real world and uh, exchange a awkward elbow or maybe even a uh, fully vaccinated cuddle. Oh, one of these. Uh, oh, fully vaccinated cuddle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love these ones. I always go, mm, and then... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Bit. I love that very much. I'm going to let you get back to work, pal. Thanks so much for your time. Really appreciate you. Thanks, Pat. Um, let me know if you need anything else. All I need is the last hour of joy that you've put into people's hearts. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Aw. Thanks, Pat. Thanks, buddy. See ya. Bye. Bye. Big thanks to Whitney Richards for joining us on the show. Such a delightful human being, and it's been an age since I chatted to her. So good to catch up, and I hope you really enjoyed it too, folks. Let's do a few credits, shall we? Our intro music today was Running the World by Jarvis Cocker off Jarvis. That's Rough Trade Records 2006. Our news clips came from ABC Australia, 7 News, MSNBC, BBC Channel 9, all dated 1st of the 10th, 2021. Our in episode clips today included Hot Dub Time Machine from Tom Loud of YouTube, Shooting Stars by Bag Raiders, which is UMG Music 2009, the official anthem of the Soviet Union 1984 version, which has become my theme song whenever I talk about Western Australia, White Lotus, which is HBO 2021, Great British Bake Off is BBC 2 2020, Glow Up is BBC 3 2021, Ain't No Mountain High Enough is Marvin Gaye, of course, 1967, Universal Music Group. Backing music today, this lovely jam was Local Forecast by Kevin McLeod off Groovy 2016. He of course makes music at Incompetech.com. It's all royalty free and all bloody fantastic. Check it out, you ladies and gents. Our clips and music is all used in conjunction with our APRA AMCOS online mini license. See our website for details. The Isocast is created, presented, edited and produced by me, Patrick Cullen at Gingersnap Productions. You can get in touch at GingersnapSydney or one word at gmail.com. If you can, please like, rate, review this podcast, tell a friend about this podcast, share it on social media, film yourself doing a TikTok, I don't know, send a carrier pigeon, do what you can, get the word out. If these things continue as is planned, we are into the last couple of episodes of this season, fingers crossed. Thanks so much for listening, folks. Really looking forward to doing these last few episodes. And we'll be back next week with a brand new episode and a brand new guest. In the meantime, be kind to each other, wash your hands, don't touch your face, wear your mask, and get vaccinated.